Good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. I am Brad Sykes, filling in for my good friend, Doug McCary and Taylor Johnson, who are going to be out this week. And I am privileged and honored to be behind this mic once again. It's been a while. Uh, Doug gets me in here about once a month, maybe once every two months. And it's like I have to grease the wheels again as to how this all works. So thanks to Steve keeping me in line. And my special guest this week, at least through tomorrow, is uh, another dear friend of SWAT, Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, welcome back, brother. Thank you, Brad. Well, Jerry is uh, with a ministry called Faithful and True. And if you were with us yesterday, um, Faithful and True, I, I don't want to, you know, speak about it myself. I'd much rather have Jerry speak about it. But uh, as a result of this ministry and and some of the topics that we're going to be discussing here on the air, um, I just want to uh, say once again, as I did yesterday, just a public service warning that if you have small kids, uh, some of the topics we may be talking about may be a little bit mature for them. So you might want to uh, silence us and then turn us up tonight. Go back to SWATradio.com and you can listen to us live there. And, uh, you know, Jerry, it's uh, used to be when I was uh, sitting here with Doug every day, I would get here about 2.40, 2.45. You know, we'd have uh, five or ten minutes to chat. You and I have gotten here a little earlier and uh, as is often the case, it's it's what it's the conversations that take place by, uh, away from the mic sometimes mm-hmm. that are the deepest and richest. People used to always say, "How is it being in the studio with Doug?" I said, "Listen, what what we discuss off the air is deep. I mean, we have some great conversations. You and I were just having some discussions, mm-hmm. and uh, thankful that uh, there were some people who probably were tuned in yesterday who who were bold and courageous enough to give you a call." I do want to just mention uh, the phone number they can call you at. That's 904-443-0246. Faithful and True is ministering to sexually broken men and their families. And by the way, uh, that's a lot of families. It's a lot of men and a lot of families. One of the things that uh, I've really picked up on, actually in recent years, uh, is uh, when a man just finally admits or discovers that he's got sexual addiction in his life and he needs to uh, take steps to rid of it. And then he he informs his wife or maybe his wife already knows. There's two people that have already been exposed to this trauma at the same time, basically. Mm -hmm. It's two people have been affected by sexual addiction, not just him and her and his recovery and her. That's two people. That's a married couple. That's a unit. And over 80% of our men stay married and faithful and true. Hmm. And that is a, a very, very accurate statistic That because uh, we still run into couples that divorce. It happens. But I, I think it really speaks volumes about the men to come to our meetings. They want to save their marriage. Now, that's not always the case with the wife, and sometimes it's not the case with the husband. But most of the time, these men don't come here just to kill time. They came because they have a problem and they want to deal with it. And, and we use maintenance as one of the words that we use that uh, it kind of replaces the word about 
coming to meetings for the rest of your life? Well, it's kind of like a car. You go take the car to the garage uh, three times a year, uh, three times, four times a year for maintenance. Mm -hmm. You put gas in it every week. Mm -hmm. Well, that's kind of what these guys do. They go to the meetings every week, get gas, get refilled. They get the fellowship of other men around them, and it really works. Well, I, I, we kind of touched on that yesterday about the, the importance of maintenance, the importance of uh, ongoing discipleship. Um, by the way, just want to mention next week we will kick off the SWAT Bible studies once again. We take off during the summer so that we can spend time with family, uh, but we're going to get started back again next week. And SWAT Bible studies is a great place to get connected with men, one of the things you and I discussed yesterday was this aspect of hiding, and of course, sin in general um, kind of causes us to go into hiding. And, mm-hmm. and hiding doesn't mean you're not out in public; it just means you're you're hiding behind the you know the the skins or the veneer of a life that's all put together, and, and it's it's fairly normal. Uh, it's very common. I, I was. I mentioned this verse uh, yesterday that Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. He says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. Is it, is it, do you, do you deal with men oftentimes that come in and think, I'm the only one who's struggling with this? I was one of those men. Were you really? I thought I was all by myself. I didn't think there was anybody but me. Early in my recovery, my therapist got three other guys like that were similar to me and my story. And the four of us sat in the room with a therapist, and I, immediately I felt a communion. Hmm. When I drove out to Mississippi to spend five days with Dr., the late Dr. Le- Mark Laser, and there were 15 of us in a room, and I saw the community. And then Dr. Laser encouraged me to go to a 12-step meeting and attend those. And there were a dozen men in that meeting almost every week. And I was able to see the, the, the enormity of the problem, which is sad, but the fact is I was there for me, for my or my, my communal approach. The scripture I like to refer to that I think is very very impactful about this silence, this keeping silent, this uh, hiding of the sin, is Psalm 32, 3 through 4. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For by day and night, God's hand was heavy upon me. My, sh- my moisture is turned into the drought of summer. This is a man of the conviction because he's kept silent about his sin. Mm. Mm. Well, we we all have experienced that, you know, in whatever sin. But when you when you, we look at sexual addictions or sexual sin, um, it's kind of you and I kind of grew, grew up in that era where, you know, you, that stuff wasn't easily accessible. You know, pornography. Um, you know, an R-rated movie was like, wow. I mean, that's big time bad. You know, and and now the whole pornography industry is a multi-billion dollar a year industry because it sells uh the heart is deceitful and wicked beyond anyone's imagination who can understand it the scriptures say and the reality is this is just one aspect of a man's struggle is this area of sexual temptation not that it's not a struggle for, for women. We may touch on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But since SWAT is a men's ministry focus, uh, we realize that with men, this is a huge problem uh, with men, uh, the sexual temptation. 
And, you know, I know we, we've got a lot to cover today and tomorrow. And we could probably do a couple of weeks just every day talking about the various aspects. Because really when you look at this particular uh, behavior, this particular sin, there's so many facets to it. Uh, and it, it's probably just um, getting larger and larger and more ways to access this kind of, uh, you know, material. Yes, it's uh, it has grown. I, I will tell you that if you combine the budgets of Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, hockey, uh, the pornography industry would exceed that those budgets of those four industries combined. Uh, it, there is a, uh, like you said, a usually accessible, and now pornography is anonymous, and you, you just don't have any. Uh, it's just all over, and, and I don't want to discourage our listeners. Into thinking that uh, there's no hope, there is hope. That's why we have faithful and true. Mm-hmm. And there's other organizations like mine. We're not the only one, but I think that uh, we approach it from a spiritual standpoint, Christ-centered, Bible-based, and and we use a lot of the tools that are available in the recovery community. So we're balanced and have a really good therapeutic balance to it. But there's nobody in that room. There are psychiatrists or marriage counselors. Each one of the rooms contain men that are every day of life. A lot of airplane pilots. We've had a lot of those for whatever reason. You mentioned that yesterday, and I'm wondering, uh, I mean, I'm kind of coming to my own conclusion that that's a result of, Hmm. well, maybe that's interesting. I didn't think about their risk takers, but but I was thinking because of their traveling schedule, Mm -hmm. they're they're alone a lot. They're they're alone alone a lot, they're immune, but they're risk takers. I think one of the larger groups we had for a long time were Motorcycle guys. Hmm. We had a mo- not necessarily gangs, but just right. guys that loved, loved our motorcycles, and sometimes they had two, one for them and one for the wife. Right. But guess what happened? Eventually the wife connected that motorcycle was a pathway into a rendezvous or a meeting. Hmm. Uh, we used to call them bag magnets mm-hmm. because the women liked the motorcycles that so they would go, go to the various places and sundry places. So a lot of guys got rid of their motorcycle to save their marriage, and I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of guys get rid of their golf clubs, their yep. boats, mm-hmm. <laughs> their season tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. interesting, you know, when I talk about the various aspects of this particular behavior, I, I have to go back 30, 40, 50, 60 years and realize, um, you know, 50 years ago, and you were saying this yesterday, that, you know, you didn't have the Internet. Nope. 25, 30 years ago. I didn't and so it. how did you access that material was, you know, the, the, the local convenience store that might have a, a magazine behind the, the brown cover? Dumpsters. Interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was a father, a friend of yep. a father's. Mm-hmm. I, I still, to this day, remember seeing, I remember the first images I ever saw. Of, they don't go away, that, do they? They don't go away. They're like they're like branded on your soul. Yeah. And and yet today the access we have to that, and I believe Jerry, we're going to take a break in just a second, but I, maybe we can come back and talk about this. Is the callousness of the heart? What we are exposed to every day, uh, in what we read, what we listen to, and what we watch is beginning to callous our hearts. And uh, maybe we look at it, even Ephesians 4.19 that says they have become calloused and have given themselves up to sensuality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's a, a, 
a, a true statement of where we are in our society. So we're going to take a quick break. Glad you joined us, SWATradio.com. I've got Jerry Sinclair on the, uh, with me in the studio, and we'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without you. I can never be, never be me without you. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. I can never be free without you. Isn't that the isn't that the truth? We can't be free without God. Because he's the one who gives us the freedom. And, and, and the things we're going to be talking about today and tomorrow, uh, a continuation of these, this, the onslaught of the temptations, sexual temptations that we are facing as men. It used to be only men primarily. Uh, it's, it's now definitely creeped over to women. I think I was reading something about the statistics that have gone up and mm-hmm. how many women now struggle with sexual addiction. That is the fastest growing segment right now of, of clicks are from women accessing pornography. Um, the, uh, the children accessing it are still way high, but they've kind of flatlined. Men, they're way high. They've kind of flatlined. But women have progressively and more intently gone into some very erotic rooms, uh, video rooms or whatever you want to call them. Uh, they're into stories, erotic stories, things that are very, very dangerous places to be and so women are accessing these things and so i want to give hope to the women out there that are listening that if you are struggling with some some of these um out of the bounds sexual desires or sexual activity there is hope for you not necessarily with faithful true but we got resources i got places where you can go and you can contact so you can call me and leave a message on the hotline 443-0246 well, um, before we went on the break, just talking about the things that uh, you, you know, how you access a lot of the 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 problems we're we're dealing with in our society. You know, thirty years ago, you had to go to a convenience store. Maybe your friend's dad had a mm-hmm. magazine, or you know, whatever it might be. And my wife, after the radio program yesterday, my wife and I ended up having a good conversation, and she said, you know, it's what's troubling about a lot of the material that the 
the images that come across our eyes. Uh, you don't have to go to technically a porn site to see images that are going to cause you to stumble. It, no, you, you don't. agree? Yeah, I, I agree. There, there's more accessibility than ever. But I want to take you back to when I was a child, teenager, young adult. No, I didn't have the Internet. The Internet was mm-hmm. never my problem mm-hmm. because it wasn't invented until after I got busted. Uh, Al Gore had not come along yet. <laughs> The so-called inventor of the internet. Yes, exactly. But and, and that that's, that crosses the lines on on the joke. I mean, Republicans, Democrats, both laugh at that, so that's not a big deal. No, we're not breaking any boundaries there. But what young men uh, do and still do today <clears throat> is they will lock that image in. Yes, and they will feed off of that. We call it replaying. Mm-hmm. We used to call it replaying old tapes. We don't mm-hmm. have cassette tapes anymore. Right. So it's replaying the CD, replaying mm-hmm. the DVD, and it can be. Uh, a video they watched. It could be, um, uh, like you said, a billboard. Magazines are a great place for guys to go dive in, and they don't have to be uh, the typical uh, girly magazines. Mm-hmm. They could be, uh, you know, brides magazines. It could sure. be, uh, you know, any kind of fitness magazine that has both men and women in them. Mm-hmm. So guys can sit there and fantasize and feed themselves with all sites of types of media, and then it just stays there. And then whenever they are having a bad moment, they'll go in that box, unlock it, and sit there and fantasize. The, the old joke about a guy sitting there watching TV in front of the in the living room with the with the remote in his hand, and his wife says, "What are you watching? Nothing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. He, he is probably is thinking about nothing, but he may also be storing images, and we don't know. I mean, because what you once we always open our segments with. The, the, the lying and the, uh, the the deception that a man will do to keep from being caught within his sexual behavior that's outside of God's law, he'll go to any steps to do that. And one of those is called gaslighting, where a wife will accuse a man of fantasizing or even actually engaging in some type of behavior that's outside the bonds of marriage. And then he will come back and say, oh, no, that's not what I was doing. I was doing something else. And to the point to where he will have his wife thinking she's crazy. Hmm. And so the therapeutic community picked up on this word gaslighting because it came from a 1950s movie that uh, about a woman who thought she was going to be killed. And turns out she was going to be. They, formally, they caught up with the guy before the, the event happened. But all her fears came to fruition. But she became crazy over that. Hmm. And it just was really an amazing story. That's what guys do when they're trying to hide their sexual sin. Now, once again, not every man does this. Uh, there are some great husbands out there. I'm sitting in front of one right now. His name Brett. <laughs> but there are some husbands out there that they're, they've, they've toyed with pornography. They've toyed with sexual sin. And maybe they, they get out there for a while and they come back. And they get out for a while and they come back. There are a lot of guys like that. you know. And But one of the things I want to share is, that cycle has still got a lot of hopelessness built into it. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the help comes from. And that's why you know, our ministry is here for uh, those that live in Jacksonville, St. Augustine, uh, Nassau County, et cetera. People drive in from all over to come to our meetings. Well, going back even to the various facets of this um, addiction, not only being able to access a lot of images through the internet 
social media, magazines, Netflix, you, you name your, your outlet. Um, the images that we are exposed to every day, and you, you touched on it, they're, I call it branding. It's, uh, as I said earlier, I, I still remember the first images I ever saw of an undressed woman. And those images are forever branded in my soul. I mean, I can remember those. And I know you're you're not a neurologist, but there's a lot of neurological uh, issues. Another facet of this, um, you know, addiction is the neurological, the reprogramming, the the memory bank that gets established with all the images that we are exposed to. Which naturally, for me, I, I go, and by the way, thank you for for saying I'm a good husband. But I'm only a good husband because I have surrounded myself with people who will hold me accountable. Uh, this isn't to say that's why I, you know, I shared that one verse out of First Corinthians. Yeah, you know, this isn't a, this isn't something that you're alone in. We are all tempted in in many ways. How you go into the battle, by the way, my guest on Friday is a good friend of mine, Zach Terry, who wrote a book called Our Fight, Survive and Thrive in Spiritual Warfare. Pornography is spiritual warfare. Sexual addiction is spiritual warfare. And nobody goes to war on their own. And I'd like to maybe, you know, if we could kind of unpack some of that, (laughs) not just the, the, the methods the, the the programs necessarily, but maybe stress the the importance of having a battle buddy, having somebody. You we, we talked about a little bit yesterday. I'd much rather uh, have help in an area where I know the guy who's helping me has actually had to had to mm-hmm. deal with this yeah. before. Well, one of the things you say about the battle uh, takes me to the scripture where Paul says, "Take every captive thought mm-hmm. captive." Mm-hmm. And uh, and I encourage the guys when they have a th- when they have temptation come across their mind when they have these images coming back from the past nothing current because they're not, they're they're basic they're they're going sober right mm-hmm. now they they've, they've mm-hmm. eliminated a lot of the sinful behavior but they still have these thoughts coming through and uh, and I, and one of the things I encourage them you know you you can't control the birds that fly over your head but you don't have to let them land in your hair and make a nest. And that comes back from Martin Luther said that, I think, back in you know, 800 years ago. But one of the things about taking captive is that military planners really want you to take some prisoners captive. They don't want you to kill all the enemy and go on to the next battle. They want you to capture some of the enemy, take them back to the headquarters, and have them interrogated. Have to find out what the enemy is up to, what the enemy is doing. So we tell guys, take your thoughts captive and ask your soul, what is it hungry for? What are you missing in your life? Could it be a relationship with a man that you need to have that's healthy and is plowed back into you? It could be that you need some healthy conversation with your wife. It could be that you need some healthy non-sexual touch. It could be uh, you may be hungry, you need some food, some healthy food. And you may be tired, you need some rest. But interrogate your soul and find out what you need, and eventually those images will disappear. Hmm. Well, I think that, uh, I don't think, I know 
And you mentioned, uh, I believe that was Second Corinthians ten five, that we take every thought captive. Take every thought captive, so that it will obey Christ. Mm-hmm. And w- when some of what I've read, just on the uh, the the neurological aspects of it, it, it's almost a rewiring, a reprogramming of the mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, many um, w- when I begin to disciple a young guy or any guy that I start to meet with, if you've um, listened to me in the past, you've probably heard me say I have, I have four questions I ask right up front. First time we ever get together, or the first time we get together after this person has said, "Hey, you know, I'd like that. I'd like to have somebody in my life." There's four questions I ask. What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? And what are you hang, who are you hanging around with? You know, those four things will, will tell you a lot about uh, what a guy does with his time. Um, and, and primarily, we're really talking about a lot of what we watch, what, what our eyes are allowed to see. And as, as we think about gear, arming up for the battle, getting dressed for the battle, it's really getting dressed in the mind. And the importance of, you know, letting your mind be renewed in truth. And I think some of that, maybe you can touch on that after the break, is the importance of being in the Word of God. You know, saying, okay, let's look at, <clears throat> much like you would look at your uh, your bank statement at the end of the month to see where you've spent your money, do a budget of where you're spending your free time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 from what I understand, and we're going to take a break in just a second. But the the during COVID, the hours spent on the internet have just gone off the charts. Uh, just the amount of time spent on the internet, and that would be a, that would be a, an important thing to look at in your own life. Is where am I spending my time? Picking inventory, exactly. And and then what are those images that are being? kind of seared or branded into your mind and you may think oh those are no big deal but the reality is there are other things your mind could be renewed in other than a lot of the things that are out there today so glad you joined us here at SWAT Radio my guest Jerry Sinclair from Faithful and True if you want to call us you can call us at 844-777-7928 SWATradio.com we'll be right back SWAT Radio, Brad Sykes, along with my good friend Jerry Sinclair. And uh, <clears throat> that was Need to Breathe, a song called Brothers. It really talked about the importance and the value of having a brother to, to walk and do life with. And we were, uh, just before the break, we were talking about, <clears throat> you know, the 
the the images that we are exposed to today that we weren't exposed to 20, 30, 40 years ago. <clears throat> and to think that those don't have an effect on you, it, it, in some ways you, you look at our society in the kind of implosion of our society. It's just moral decay from everything from <clears throat> what we read, what we watch, uh, how we speak, the, the language that you hear day in and day out. And, Jerry, <clears throat> we, we become very calloused to a lot of the things in our society because we see it so often, it, we, it, it just becomes kind of normal uh, in our society. I, I, I'm, I'm sure you, you, like me, go to certain places and I'll hear language, you know, from the booth behind me or, you know, yeah. from two or three seats over at a ball game or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just appalled at what I hear and how I hear people speak. As if it's no big deal. It's just part of their daily language. Well, the same is true, I think, when it comes to the the images that we're exposed to today, uh, be it through a Sports Illustrated or a <clears throat> Netflix or a movie or internet or whatever it might be. We've become very callous to a lot of the things that our that our mind <clears throat> is exposed to, and we were talking about some of the neurological uh, issues that you know what's happening to the brain and I, I i think i mentioned to you covenant eyes which is a, a a great i don't know if it's a ministry or it's just a platform uh that is is a great place to go if you want to read <clears throat> i just pulled it up just a second ago um the uh on covenant eyes so it's it looks like it's covenant eyes.com that's correct there's uh, resources you can go to there and there, I just first first thing I pulled up your brain on porn <laughs> or the porn circuit. So these yeah. are articles you can read if you just want to see what this stuff, how powerful this stuff is. And I've heard the same thing, and I think you mentioned it off the break here. Is the the uh, the the chemicals that get released into the brain uh, through this kind of behavior? Uh, it's as addictive as cocaine. It's all by God's design for us to enjoy marital sex, mm -hmm. and we have perverted that. Yes. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Covenant Eyes. Uh, it was founded by a man in Michigan who lost his entire family to a car wreck, and he got a huge financial settlement, and he asked God, what can I do with this? And the guy was an IT guy. He was really up there in the, in the technical mm -hmm. area in the arena. And so roughly 15 years ago, maybe a little bit less, he developed this concept of accountability. Mm -hmm. The Covenant Eyes teaches exactly what SWAT believes. Yeah. And um, uh, that we need to have battle buddies. We need to have accountability partners. And so he developed this software program that will monitor the use of a computer by keystroke. And so exactly your keystrokes are monitored. And then a report can be sent to whoever you want them to be sent to. And I would recommend that if a guy gets Covenant Eyes that he send that report to his accountability partner. If he doesn't have one yet and he's get one, could be somebody in his church, pastor maybe, or maybe a men's leader. You don't want to send this to a family member, and you don't want to send it to your wife. Hmm. That report needs to go to another man that will expect that may not be in recovery with you or may not be struggling like you are, but he can hold you accountable. And that man can do a better job of doing it than your wife sitting there looking at, the legitimate sites that you're going to 
that are red flag for whatever reason. This software has become so good, it now takes images. And whatever image you're looking at can be a red flag. And I mean, it is powerful. I've got about five different guys that send me the reports. And I mean, I call them out. Now, if they got a good report, I don't necessarily call them. I might email them and say, great, great report this week. God bless you. But guys who break the rules, who, who go where they're not supposed to go, I call them on the phone. And I said, what's this going on here? Hmm. And within about a week or two, we're no longer buddies anymore. How often does that happen? Uh, it's happened twice this year. Hmm. Just where you've called uh, somebody out on it? Yeah. <clears throat> and there was some pretty, pretty, matter of fact, one yeah. was so, uh, so bizarre that I had to actually take it off myself. Hmm. I could not get his reports anymore. There were too, uh, too much temptation there. Well, I feel and like I was accountable to my wife about it because it comes right to her house. Right, right. And I didn't want to do that. So there's a great story behind Covenant Eyes. It's a great tool. Uh, all of my colleagues recommend it. The, the accountability software, top shelf thing that a guy needs to do when he first decides that he's got a problem with pornography or sexual sin is he needs to get Covenant Eyes on his computer. It's 12 to $15 a month. I'm not sure because I don't pay that rate. I, I get a different rate uh, because of where I'm at. But th- th- it is a great tool, and it will monitor everything. Now, some people want to get a blocker, and they want to block things. Well, here's the problem with that. You want to read a news article, mm-hmm. and it may consen- contain <laughs> one word that will mm-hmm. alert the block, and you don't right. know why. Right, right. And that one word may not be tempting. It may not be a problem. So. Uh, I don't re- believe in blockers. I believe in accountability software, and that's covenant eyes. Yeah. Well, what you're talking about, Jerry, is is this aspect of maintenance. Mm-hmm. Faithful and true, the ministry you and Susan, your wife, are involved in, is what I would call um, – it, it, it's it's kind of after. It's, it's, uh, it, it'd be like going to the doctor because you've got a pain that you're dealing with. A lot of uh, – maybe you can speak to the, the importance of getting ahead of this. I've – I've got my my youngest of five is uh, is in college and she is studying uh, nutritional science. And I, kind of over the last couple of years, I said, "Do you think you want to go to medical school?" And she said, "No, I don't want to be a a, a a doctor necessarily, because I want to be on the front end of illnesses. What, what you are is you're kind of on the back end of the illness. You're yeah. dealing with the illness mm-hmm. as opposed to being." offensive and getting ahead of it mm-hmm. not not to say you don't do that obviously yeah. whether it's covenant eyes or it's any kind of uh, you know kind of walls that you build up you know the the armor kind of going back to the importance of putting on the armor mm-hmm. are you putting on the armor as you go out now, as i said my guest on friday zach terry who's the author of a book called uh, our fight about putting on the armor that is such a huge part of of discipleship mm-hmm. because the reality is as if if i'm discipling a guy um and he's not struggling in this area i tell him then let's do everything we can to keep that from happening yep and i think a lot of that goes to what we kind of talked about as we went into the break the importance of taking inventory well that's one of the things that i think is very important and we do that in our groups is guys take inventory when I was first to recovery, I had a grid, a sheet, where I took my inventory every day of how I was doing physically, including eating and sleeping, how I was doing spiritually, and what I was feeding into my body. From 
God's word. And also I was uh, uh, being measured sexually. And uh, then I was doing mentally. How is my mental health doing? What am I reading? What am I doing to build myself up? And then relationally, how I was doing, I would score myself a one to five with each one of those. And by the way, if I forgot, I got a zero in every one of them. So I didn't want to forget because I never liked zeros hmm. when I was in school. So I would measure out and I would be watching myself kind of just basically making moves up the ladder, up the ladder, up the ladder. scores getting a little bit higher, a little bit higher, maybe a little dip, a little bit higher. And um, it wasn't a hard, fast thing, but it was just something that I would turn over to my therapist uh, when I saw him once a week back mm-hmm. in my early days. And also I would share with the group that I was in at the time. So I think that's very important. The other thing you mentioned with the neurological effects, I wanted to mention a particular person named Dr. Amen, just like you're saying amen in church mm-hmm. is Dr. Amen. Dr. Amen is now a, a nutritional uh, MD. He's more into putting stuff into your body. So your your daughter probably has heard of him. But, uh, but many years ago, he did uh, uh, brain scans. These were specific brain scans on men's brains that were involved in pornography because he had done the same scans on drug addicts. And what he did was he compared the scans uh, of a full-blown porn addict looking at pornography, and uh, and then he would compare that with cocaine addicts. And the brain scans were identical Mm. to cocaine addicts and sex addicts. No difference. Blood flow was next to zero in the particular areas of the brain that had to do with visual stimulus. And so cocaine addicts, if you will know, uh, know anything about them or known them in the uh, later on when they get sober, they still act like they're drunk. They will still act like they don't know everything and they're a little bit airheaded. And that's what what happened with a sex addict in the farthest reaches of his addiction will become very, very disoriented and, and very dysfunctional uh, in everyday life. And that's why getting help and getting recovery is important. Yeah, we're on the back end. Our ministry treats guys after they've got caught. We're a get caught ministry. Mm-hmm. There's only three ways you get caught. <laughs> Your wife or your family member catches you. Uh, uh, somebody in authority is arrest you for child pornography or solicitation. Or the third way is your boss catches you and he fires you. So in all three instances, these guys come to us and they're hurting. They've either lost their job, they've lost their freedom or going to, or they're potentially going to lose their marriage. And so those are the guys we can help. The guy that's marginal, certainly we welcome him in if he's hurting and if he needs the help. But very seldom do I get a guy raising his hand and saying, i got a problem. Is Ho- that right? Hopefully we're going to turn that around <clears throat> with this COVID thing that may be a blessing to come out of COVID is that more guys will come out that would not have come out mm-hmm. because they're now addicted and they can't get out of this addiction. Do, do you think, Jerry, that is a do – you, do you believe the guy who is who may even be listening to us right now who has struggled in the past with pornography or sexual – addictions but maybe it, we wouldn't label it an addiction i don't struggle every day with it i don't struggle you know once a week with it but you know every once in a while i struggle with it i don't want to get into you know <clears throat> labeling it necessarily mm-hmm. but as a follower of christ if this is a a hole that you keep falling into or jumping into for that matter i don't believe we fall into these things no. i believe we make we, a conscious decision absolutely to we, we jump into these things but the, the neurological aspect of it the dopamine if you will which is really what's driving you to have that experience um you're, you're not getting those guys calling saying hey i got a problem 
Well, Not yet. Well, we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Uh, I've got Jerry Sinclair from Faithful and True joining me here today at SWAT Radio. If you want to call in, 844-777-7928. You can also go to SWATradio.com and listen to us uh, after the fact and past broadcasts and all that stuff. We're glad you joined us. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. David Crowder, one of my favorite artists. Uh, this is SWAT Radio. Glad you have joined us today. I'm Brad Sykes here with my good friend Jerry Sinclair. We'll, we're kind of filling in for Doug and and uh, Taylor while they're away this week. And we are glad you joined us. The lines are open. If you want to call 844-777-7928 if you have a question for Jerry or myself. Uh, Jerry's hotline uh, is 904 443 zero two four six and uh don't text that number don't text to that number <clears throat> but you can call jerry and uh, as i mentioned uh, several times just public service warning we are talking about some uh, adult <laughs> adult topics um primarily sexual addiction and uh you know jerry i was just looking at uh, ephesians 6 <clears throat> beginning in verse 10 it says Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore having fasted, fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God 
praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Brad, when you read that scripture, I'm just saying they're thinking about every man that's come through our doors, and over 1,600 men have come to Faithful and True in the last 25 years. Every one of them have had some gap in their armor. Hmm. There's some part of their armor they left on the table or on, in the bedroom, in the closet, and they go out in the world, and for the most part, they're fine. Mm-hmm. But that one gap, wherever that might be, it doesn't have to be any one particular part of the armor. It could be any of them. When I was umpiring baseball for many years, I had really loaded up on the armor. Yeah, I had uh, shin pads that covered the knees. I had steel-toe shoes, had a huge chest protector a mass that was humongous and strong, and somehow, some way, a foul ball will find its way hmm. beneath, underneath that armor. I got hit on the kneecap one time just above the, the shin guard protector, and man, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and, you know, no matter how hard I tried, I would just, you know, every once in a while I get nicked. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. uh, guys walk out spiritually uh, leaving their armor at home, some yeah. of it. Yeah, all of it, but mostly some of it, and uh, and it's just enough to to really uh, have them in a place of compromise. And uh, one of the things that I think really guys tend to do is they like to really load up on all the good things they're doing, and then that entitles them to do one bad thing. Hmm. It's called it's called t- taking a an, it's not called taking inventory. It's called entitlement. They feel entitled to do something, have a little fun. And many times guys will do that. The Satan will just whisper in there, you know, have you really done a good job? You went to a Bible study this week. You checked mm-hmm. in with your accountability partner three times out of the last five days. You know, you kissed your wife goodbye and you, you told her some sweet things. And you did this. You know, but, hey, let's have a little bit of fun. Let's drop by that uh, topless bar down the street mm-hmm. and just entertain ourselves for a couple of hours. No harm, no foul, nobody will know. Park it back. No problem. It happens all the time, and you know, and it doesn't have to be a topless bar. It can be, uh, it could be a computer. It could be the magazine that you see on the rack and decide you just want to take a drive around one more time in the, the aisle and just stop and take a peek at that thing in the rack. Guys will do some strange things. We have some really, I would think, strong Christian men are coming to us, not so strong. Mm. And, and of course, we've seen leaders now lately that have yeah. fallen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christian leaders with great names. Uh, I think of a college president, his father founded, said, if I say the name, they'll everybody know who it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And he was off the, off the reservation, allowed his wife to get involved with somebody, and he decided to jump in the pool with him, not literally the pool, but jump into that set, and it caught up with him, his his. His off-color jokes and some mm-hmm. other humor, mm-hmm. and he fi- he got fired. I mean, the Christian um, board, the Christian school board, they had to fire him. We had another uh, great uh, great man of faith, uh, uh, po- uh, an apostle um, uh, that just you know treat just treated the gospel like like it was just he had memorized on his head, 
and he could say things scripturally that nobody else would think of saying that were true. And he dies, and he leaves behind mm-hmm. three massage parlors. Yeah. Now, how yeah. in the world does a board mm-hmm. allow that to happen? How does it, how does his battle buddies yeah. allow that to happen and go unnoticed? It was public knowledge. It mm-hmm. wasn't totally hidden. It was a secret sin. And then all the other things he did along that. And there are others that have, that have, you know, that have gone before them. Those are two recent ones. And so one of the things we're finding about our leaders are, that are in pulpits today, those leaders, they are very vulnerable because they don't have a whole lot of people holding right. them accountable. Right, right. They're, they're just a beyond that. That's a, that's a little bit above them. And, and to be honest, most of their constituents are afraid to hold them accountable. Right. They're fearful. Right. Doug and I have had those conversations. Uh, you know, that's a, a concern for a lot of the uh, pastors who uh, gain popularity mm-hmm. uh, either through podcast or YouTubes or just their church. The, you know, a growing church, um, you know, I, I say if you're in a big church, what would happen to that church if the pastor was no longer there? And if you wouldn't go because the pastor is no longer there, then you're not there for the right reason. And what happens is we tend to elevate these pastors, these ministry leaders, these, you know, talk radio hosts, whatever it is. And, and, and then it's like they, we've elevated them and there's nobody they're accountable to. Let me and, tell you and, something. And the, I'll, the importance I'll, of being accountable to another man. I, had, I was in sales and I had a manager tell me one time I need to stay there. Uh, a couple more days or whatever, uh, finish out the month and uh, sell more cars. And I said, no, I need to go. I need I have some place I got to be and it's a Bible study. And I, and I'm big commitment to go there. I got to go there. But Jerry, you're so important to our store and to everything we do here. You're a top salesman. I went to the utility room and got a big bucket, the utility bucket, filled it up with water, brought it out there to the middle of the showroom floor. And I stuck my fist into that bucket and pulled it back out. And I said, Mr. Manager, is there a hole there? No. And I said, well, that's how important I really am to this place. Mm. When I'm gone, nobody's going to know who I am three months from now. Right, right. I am not that important. And that attitude has helped me stay humble. Mm. I am important to that store when I'm working. But I'm more important to me and to my family and to God by keeping him where he needs to be. That's Mm. right there on the throne. Mm. Mm. And, you know, that manager did not quite understand what I was talking about, but I'm not that important. And it's helped keep me, as I say, where I need to be. And that is uh, really in a humble state. One of the things that you, we were talking about in that last segment were the parallels between porn addiction or porn visual, you know, watching porn versus drug addiction or, or, mm-hmm. or cocaine. Cocaine. Um, is, one thing about drug addiction, I don't know this personally, I've never done drugs, but people that I know who have, you can never get enough. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got to go higher and higher and higher. They call that tolerance. Yeah, and that's the same with pornography, mm-hmm. Yep. sexual addiction. Mm-hmm. That trick you had today, it, it's got to be wilder, crazier, uh, 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 greater – and that's true of anything we experience in the flesh. Well, my story is very similar. The, the first 10 years of my addiction, pornography was the primary thing with fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I would white knuckle sometimes. And I was in Bible college. I white knuckled and didn't do any of that stuff at all while I was in Bible college. 
But once I got married, about six months after the wedding, honeymoon, I was back into it. But now we had stronger, uh, more frequent bookstores and other avenues mm-hmm. and other media, not internet, but other things. And I just started getting to further and further temptation. So the next 10 years, I was doing other things that were more riskier. And then the last 10 years before I got busted, then I was really into adultery, mm. full-flown. Mm. I was having mm. affairs. Mm. And they were unknown. Uh, they were anonymous. Yeah. And so it was a 10-year cycle. Every 10 years, it seemed like I had a shift. And that's called tolerance. Whatever you were getting yesterday won't be enough tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think the importance, we've got a, about a minute and a half left here on our uh, program today. We'll come back tomorrow, kind of dig back into this. I'd like to get back into even that text that I just read out of, out of Ephesians 6 about putting on the armor. But one of the things that I believe is so critical, not just in this area of sexual sin, but in all areas of sin, mm-hmm. is that we begin to put some fence posts up. Uh, my wife and I, with uh, one of our kids in, in college in Colorado, uh, we went into the mountains uh, in, in for a ski trip back in February. And uh, my wife does not like to drive in the mountains. Uh, and one of the reasons this particular road we were on, there's no railing. And so as you make these turns through the mountains, especially in February when the, when the snow is falling, it's scary. And uh, we need as men to be able to put some some railings up. Mm -hmm. And, of course, covenant eyes being one of those. But if if, if you feel like and you're listening and you need some railings, which all of us as men need them, get in touch with Jerry uh, at Faithful and True. His number is 904-443-0246. Again, that's 904-443-0246. Jerry, great having you in. Uh, Looking forward to tomorrow. I hope you'll join us, SWATradio.com. If you want to go back and you missed yesterday, go back to SWATradio.com. You can listen to the podcast. And I hope you'll join us tomorrow here at SWAT Radio. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spirituality.